feels great when you have a, a park full of 600 people. It, it really has a, a deeper impact. Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. Levin Ampoon Socket has been featuring top-notch music in Rhode Island's northernmost city since 2018. So on this episode, I catch up with event director Meg Rigo to talk about the goal of bringing diverse music to Woonsocket, what goes into booking a 10-event series such as this, and we go week by week covering what this year's lineup has in store. So I hope you enjoy the episode and really look forward to seeing you at River Island Art Park this summer. And also, if you're on social media, please follow Where the Living Room Used to Be on Facebook and Instagram to see photos from Levitt and Woonsocket through the years. Meg Rigo, thank you for taking some time. I'm excited to connect with you and talk about the amazing music series that you've been uh, helping to put together in Woonsocket, Levitt Amp, for several years now. Uh, so thanks for hopping on the podcast. Awesome. Well, James and where the living room used to be. Thanks so much for bringing us on. Um, we've been doing some really exciting work in Woonsocket over the past three or four years, and it's great to be able to tell everybody about this awesome venue where a lot of Rhode Island locals um, were fortunate enough to have them playing on our stage. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the start of Levin Amp and how that uh process went on and and even just kind of like what that the the beginnings of the series were for you so I work for NeighborWorks Blackstone River Valley. Um, we're a community development corporation that builds affordable housing across Northern Rhode Island. So at face value, you're like, what is going on <laughs> here, right? Uh, but part of our mission is to enrich community life. Um, we have this awesome kitchen incubator where local food entrepreneurs um, are like you know, making up food and they're getting their start before they open a brick and mortar. And we were looking for opportunities to help our kitchen members to sell their food and also to support the local economy um, in Woonsocket. And so music was just a perfect fit. We had done a couple of food truck nights that went off really well. And so we wanted to find a more sustainable way to bring live music to downtown Woonsocket. And that's when we stumbled upon the Levitt Foundation. Um, They're based in LA and each year they fund 15 communities across the country with a $25,000 grant. Um, You have to match it. And as part of that process, you get to bring 10 weeks of free live music to your local community. What's it like working with them and and, um, everything that they're doing? So the Levitt Foundation is an awesome funder. They're very participatory. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the last time I booked a concert was in college. So I definitely was a little rusty uh, before, (laughs) before we were fortunate enough. Um, to win the grant. I should also say um, the Levitt Foundation wanted to make sure that the communities that were potentially going to be funded really wanted this to happen. And so mm-hmm. they, in addition to writing a grant application, you had to have a lot of le- letters of support. Um, mm-hmm. The city of Woonsocket, the mayor was really supportive, the downtown Woonsocket Collaborative. I know the Blackstone Valley Tourism Council wrote us a letter of support that initial year. Um, and once we made it through that phase, our community had to actually go on and type in their email addresses and vote to bring Mm -hmm. 10 weeks of music to one socket. And so they started us off by keeping in mind that the community is central to what we're doing. Um, And then from there, Levitt, they brought all of their funded sites to LA together. Um, Two of us got to go fly across the country. We got to meet the other sites. Um, And we really became part of this community of um, grant funded agencies across the country. And so they're super supportive, um, had lots of ideas for how to make um, our music festival something that was desirable for everyone to attend. 
Um, and then they also have their own missions. So they're looking to revitalize underused space. And that's how mm-hmm. we chose um, to hold our concert series in River Island Art Park, which is a beautiful riverfront park in Woonsocket that just wasn't getting very much use. Um, mm-hmm. So that was one of the locations that we picked or the location we picked for our series. Um, and then their other priority is also to ensure that your lineup is really diverse. So they wanna make sure that the people on the stage are representative of the people that live in your community. Um, and even, I mean, there's some Kentucky sites that are like, we listen to like string picking country music and that's what we have going on. Every person here is like, you know, a white person. Why are we? And it is part of the series is looking at um, exposing a community to diverse music that you might not be aware of otherwise. And so they really help us to think through like putting together a diverse lineup um, and presenting that in the communities that we work. Okay. Do they help a little bit with the the acts that come in? Like, do they have some of those connections with the the artists? Like more so, like with some of the like national regional acts that you have coming in, because you do have big acts. We'll get into a lot of the lineup that's been on stage who's coming in twenty twenty one. But you have you know Grammy winners. You have people that are you know just doing big things that are hitting this stage. So, um, but do they help with that? Or is that uh, something that you've had to kind of generate a lot on your own? So once you become a Levitt site, they publicize us a lot. And I swear every booking agency across the country has like me on speed dial or something. But you end <laughs> up getting, you get a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails with like, I have the best new act and yeah, it would be yeah. great if they came to Winsocket. Um, so you get the benefit that way. I will mm-hmm. say we've been able to secure some of our, um, you know, really notable talent um, because we'll set up a little tour. So there's a Levitt site in Vermont. Um, there's a Levitt site in Utica, New York, and then mm-hmm. there's another one in Connecticut. And so when we kind of join forces, the four of us, um, we're able to get some some apps that otherwise would be out of our price point. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they like sort of put you out there and they say, good yeah. luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's interesting. And I mean, yeah, that, that you know, kind of hits to the point of you're just bringing in these acts that, um, you know, might not necessarily be hitting these, you know, smaller, you know, uh, communities in a sense. Uh, so, uh, but I, you, you brought up River Island Art Park. Can you talk a little bit more about that site and just kind of what the overall vibe is? You know, I've been, you know, fortunate to go to it several times and be a part of it. Um, you know, full disclosure, I work for Blackstone Valley Tourism Council, you know, so heading on, on this as well. Um, but yeah, it's just this wonderful place and you built the stage right along the Blackstone River. It really is uh, set up well that there's the sight lines are great, whether you're getting a beer, getting some food at the food trucks or whatever, you know. So can you just talk a little bit more about the the thoughts behind that? So uh, part of our option for the park was that uh, as NeighborWorks Blackstone River Valley, so the a nonprofit that applied for the funding. We own two vacant mill buildings um, that we're looking to develop actually into artist housing. It'll be live work housing. There'll be 72 studio apartments. It's riverfront property. Um, they used to be an old um, old mill buildings that then were developed into an artist collaborative. And so part of our redevelopment plan is to revitalize these into new housing for artists. And wow. so Um, And then our mill race building that has the mill race kitchen and um, a rentable event space is also right adjacent to the park. And so when we were thinking of a location, um, this park was not, it was definitely underutilized, um, but it also is hopefully soon to be at the home of a lot more local artists. And so we wanted to prime um, this park for more artistic talent to come in. We Mm -hmm. wanted for potential renters to say, this is where I want to live. Look at everything that's going on down here. Um, and so that was definitely part of our, our decision-making there. Mm -hmm. Um, we also then needed a lot of help because (laughs) we wanted to make sure that people, right. Just like you said, James, that there were good lines of sight to get to the stage. Um, we signed up really early on with Adam Brunetti productions, who has a production company. He's local, um, local to one socket. Um, I think he was, fairly young when he started with us three or four years ago. And I remember being like, 
okay, he seems like he knows everything that he is doing. And the first night out there, you knew that Adam was totally had his, had his stuff together. Um, and he immediately looked at the stage that was in the park and was like, Meg, this is, this is not going to work. We need to build a stage and it needs to be right here. Mm-hmm. We're going to set up our sound booth in this gazebo right in the middle. Um, and he was 100% right. It's, it was such a great decision. There's a grassy area in front of the stage. So everybody can sit there. Um, the park actually used to hold an ice skating rink. And so we turned this concrete pad that had the skating rink on it into a food court. Um, mm-hmm. So there'll be three or four food trucks each night. Um, Sears Tavern sits up, sets up an on-site bar so people can purchase beverages if they would like to. Um, there's some picnic tables. And um, it's just a there isn't a mm-hmm. bad spot in the park. And I will say, like, I grew up in South County. I like the cool ocean breezes. Well, we get some cool river breezes right off of um, the river that's there. And the whole park is covered, um, has a great tree cover. So yeah. it, it feels like 10 degrees cooler when you're at River Island Art Park as opposed to anywhere else that you're going to spend in Northern <laughs> yeah. Rhode Island that night. Yeah. So yeah, especially during this summer series. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's also a extremely family-friendly events, not only just with the the music that you're bringing in, but just some of the activities that you have there as well. Um, Can you, you know, kind of adjust some of that stuff of uh, what you're doing with, um, you know, even just some of the vendors that you're bringing in, some of the activities for kids and... So we have like the standard cornhole and Jenga and different games um, for children to play with. I don't know where we've landed on that this year yet with COVID sanitizing protocol, but usually it's like a really fun zone where kids can hang out. Um, We try to bring in like a face painter from time to time throughout the summer. Um, We'll hand out glow sticks. That's always a popular night, bubbles. Um, But, you know, I grew up going to music forever. It was something that I did with my family um, from the age of like being really young and still to now I'll hang out with my siblings and my parents and go see shows. Um, And so we're looking at a, a, we're trying to indoctrinate the culture or um, it's a harsh word. I'm not like giving people religious mandates, but we're trying (laughs) to have people grow up in this awesome culture of going to see bands and going to see live music. Um, And so we want to make sure that there are fun things for kids to do in the park um, and that parents feel really comfortable. We're pretty yeah. far off main roads. So um, it's easy for kids to play and for the rest of the family to sit or stand or dance and, and watch whoever's performing that given night. Yeah, excellent. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's get into some of the music. You have an incredible lineup. And, uh, you know, one thing that I love and, you know, a major reason why I'm even reaching out is just that you have. a a lot of attention, but to Rhode Island music and a lot of attention to connecting some of these musicians that are, you know, major players or on the rise or or whatever it may be, connecting them with with other artists for connections or to give them another stage to be on. And and it's just a wonderful thing that that you're doing. So that's why I'd love to talk to you more about about that. So, um, I mean, some of the past performers that you've had, are you know from Boo City to Swamp Birds to Z Boys, Eastern Medicine Singers, Obi Howard, you know, like you're just bringing out this diverse list of people. Um, but this will be the fourth season, correct, of Levin Amp in Woonsocket. And you had, uh, I mean, obviously with last year with COVID, I uh, still um, had some shows and had some virtual events, but uh, yeah, so this yeah, it started is 2018. The- Exactly. We started 2018. So we've had two full seasons in River Island Art Park with our big, it's about a $60,000 production for each of those years. In 2020, we went virtual. So we took the the best of the best of what had happened over, over 2018 and 2019, put it out virtually. And then we did nine really mini shows um, right on the patio at Mill Race um, to highlight Uh, Rhode Island, a couple of Boston performers, but to um, give people something to come out and come together in a safe outdoor environment for. And so we are really excited (laughs) to be back in River Island Art Park. It is a lot of work um, putting on, bringing, you know, fans out and marketing everything. And so it feels 
wonderful to have our mini shows, but it feels great when you have a, a park full of 600 people. It, it really has a, a deeper impact. And I think the musicians appreciate that type of attendance as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but even just to shout it out, I mean, what you did with the Bill Race music series, that seemed like it was well attended every, you know, every night. And I was fortunate to get to play one with my band High Plains. And it was an amazing night. And uh, it just it was wonderful to see, you know, Cuffs, a, a big fan of Cuffs Counter and, you know, them selling out of food and the audience was so attentive and and it was a great night. So what you're doing and, and just the community that's coming out is, is great on the other side of being like being the musician. It, it's something special that you're doing. So just thank you for that. <laughs> that's awesome, James. Yeah. You, it was a great night when High Plains was out there. We had so much fun. It has kind of like a list, not a listening room atmosphere, but it's like definitely more intimate when you're up and it's crazy because the Millery series is held literally on a street corner. So it's yeah, like a corner of but it didn't be <laughs> street and Vernon street, but it has, there's like interesting lighting and these like weird wind sculptures. So when you're on that little corner of the patio, it does feel like its own own performance space in itself, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this year, you know, because we've got a long series of 10 events that are going, but um, you're kicking it off with Steve Smith and the Nakeds and, um, and Lauren King, uh, both from Rhode Island. Can you talk about that show, which is July 9th? Yeah, so we start off July 9th um, with Steve Smith and the Nakeds and Lauren King. And I will say, um, Steve is a longtime family friend. I call his wife Auntie Karen. Um, <laughs> so when we started, when we got our funding for the series the first year, I called Steve and I was like, Steve, how do I book a band? Um, and so he, like, we were so fortunate to have the Nakeds as part of our lineup one because they're incredibly talented musicians. They're incredibly professional. They've been doing this for almost 50 years. Um, they're mm -hmm. listed in the Rhode Island Music Hall of Fame. Um, they are a, a party on stage. Um, but also, Steve has just been really helpful in shaping our series in ensuring that when folks come out to our stage in one socket, that they uh, musicians are treated really well. We have a beautiful green room that's set up. Um, the the sound and lighting obviously is taken care of. I think he was like, Meg, you got to put a cover over the stage so that we're like in case it rains. So just some really <laughs> simple things um, that our first time out was really helpful to have that extra guidance. Um, mm -hmm. So we're we're thrilled. To have Steve um, and the guys come out again. This will be their third time. Um, their third time, and I think nothing says Rhode Island like a Rhode Island band that's been at it for almost almost fifty years. So we're hoping yeah. for a, a really great attendance and a, a great party to kick off our twenty twenty one season. Yeah, yeah. And could you talk a little bit more about Lauren? So Lauren um, is a singer-songwriter also out of Smithfield. Um, Lauren has helped us out with a couple of other Levitt things. She's played uh, an event at Lops, which is a Winsocket-based brewery, uh, where we actually had a voting party to um, encourage people to uh, vote to bring the concert series back. Um, and Lauren has a lot of ties to the, the Nakeds as well. And so it'll just be a really nice combination to have both of them on stage the same night. Super sweet voice. Um, I think she was just highlighted in motif as being, you know, an up and coming mm -hmm. Rhode Island musician. And so it'll be great to have her have her on our stage as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. July 16th, it is 
cat right and back roads, correct? So on the 16th, we are Cat Wright is like a blues, jazzy musician. She's out of Vermont. Um, and we have Backroads, which is a local, um, call them like a gritty country act, uh, local to Exeter. Um, and we had Backroads booked, oh my gosh, in for 2020. They were one of the bands that we carried over from our 2020 season to 2021. Mm-hmm. Initially, they were to perform in front of Della May, who is um, like a Grammy-nominated yeah. bluegrass act. And it was a it was like a match made in heaven. It was going to be great. And so I kept coming back to to Ed DeSorcy and being like, Ed, I'm I'm working on I'm working on setting you guys up with another act, but we're still trying to make it work. Um, and so when we got Kat to agree to the 16th, I went back to Ed um, and Backroads and they were like, oh my gosh, Meg, we are huge Cat Right fans. Like we are so thrilled to be um, opening for her. We had to get most of our opening acts approved. And so um, there was also, I think, this sense of like, oh, it's cool that this like nationally touring act um, is cool with Backroads being the, yeah. the support act. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, I think it's a really, we try to mix things up to make sure that your opener and your headliner are kind of two different styles. It gives the audience uh, more to come out for, and it mm-hmm. helps introduce you maybe to a genre of music that you don't know that you're going to love. Um, and so it'll be really great. The, um, Backroads does all their own original country music and to have that in front of, in front of Cat, I think it's going to make for a fun, definitely a fun evening. Yeah, I, I have yet to see Backroads in person, but I got to see Jesse, their singer, uh, do a solo set for the Parlor live stream, and he just blew me away. He's just fantastic, and I'm really looking forward to that. And and people might know him. He was on The Voice, um, so if you you know you've got some TV stars on your series here, right? <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, he's one of them, and. Um, or you've had, you know, TV stars on with uh, Emily Luther, who's played in the past as well. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. I, I dig what they're what they're really doing, and um, and yeah, I mean, some Rhode Island country music, you know. No, so. I think his like feedback on the voice was you'd be better with a band, and so he was great <laughs> on the voice. But now we have him and the whole band coming yeah, out, yeah, yeah, um, and so it'll be even better than what y'all heard on TV if out on <laughs> July 16th. And then what do we move to the next week on the 23rd? So the next week on the 23rd, our headliner is Kersey Blanton, who is, she's kind of been all over the place. I think right now she's outside of Philly, but um, she did a, a John Prime cover song that people started listening to a lot um, in honor in honor of that great musician. And so mm-hmm. you might have heard her on the radio or you might have like seen her name pop up a little bit more on your Spotify playlist and then for the first time and i feel really bad about this so the beer dogs are spencer susie the susie family and everybody else that's in that group um they have been such good supporters of this series uh for the whole time we've had it and we have a caveat that you have to perform your own original music that comes down from the levitt foundation and so for a year for the first two years i just I was like, oh no, the beer dogs, I see them at Ciro's, I see them at the breweries, like they're a cover act. And lo and behold, they have oh, no, yeah, they've got <laughs> an awesome book of music. They yeah, have they've an got awesome a couple records out, right? Yeah, they yeah. have <laughs> records out. They're they are so great at um what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is my bad, but finally in year three or year three of our our full season, we'll have the beer dogs up on our stage. Um and we're really, I'm very stoked to, have, to finally have them in their local community playing up on our Levitt stage. Um, it's one of the things, it's 
a cool thing I think about the Levitt series is it might be one of the few music series in Rhode Island where you're actually seeing musicians for all 10 weeks performing their own original music. And so all 20 acts that we have on our stage um, are like, this is, this is their career. This is what they do. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're performing songs that they've, they've developed, which is pretty nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, just the, the community that it's connected, you know, like, I mean, obviously with, with them, I mean, they're from Woonsocket, um, and yeah, they're, they're fantastic. I think that, uh, they're just a, I don't even know how to describe it, but they're just easy to like, I guess, you know, like there's not, <laughs> you know, uh, like if you're just a fan of music, I think that you're gonna, you're gonna like them. So yeah, come down on that, uh, Friday night as well. Um, Come on, but, James. You're going to tell people to come down every Friday night. I am. <laughs> yes, every Friday. Yeah. I'll be there every you're, Friday. It'll yeah, be great. It'll be hang fun. out with Meg and yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but you do. You do have uh, a fantastic lineup. That I was thinking of this. That it like even if you're not necessarily like a, a fan of a certain artist or a, you know, familiar with a certain, or even like a fan of a certain style of music or, or familiar with a certain artist, like the, the caliber of artists that you're bringing in is just going to be something that should appeal to, to almost anyone, you know? And, um, and it's really helping to elevate Woonsocket as uh, the music scene that's there. I mean, obviously there's a huge flag in the ground with chans and some of the other things that have come through, but I mean, you're bringing in these bands and yeah, I mean, honestly, I would recommend if you're free on a Friday night, you know, I mean, make plans to go, but if you're free on a Friday night, six o'clock, it's a free show. Um, you're going to like it. I mean, I I've done my research, uh, leading up to this and there isn't anything that I don't like. That kind of leads into July 30th. He's a Terrence Simeon and the Zydeco experience is such high energy (laughs) Um, that, and uh, yeah, I guess even just if you've listened to Zydeco music or just ever heard it, it is like hard to not have that, you know, pulse through your, your veins. Um, But he is a two-time Grammy winner. Just the, the lineage is, has been passed down to him and it's like, in him and uh you know it's wonderful to, to see him coming back to the stage and 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 then opening is natural element which is a premier reggae band um you know has honestly one of my favorite drummers oc brathwaite is just an amazing amazing drummer i mean I just go for him i would say as <laughs> but um and and obviously gregory rourke and all the other members that are in that band but that's an incredible Friday night of music. So yeah, could you talk a little bit more about that evening from your point of view? Sure. So reggae and Zydeco, like why not? Why not put those two things together, yeah. right? Seems yeah. like a good time. Um, so Zydeco is just like a universally loved style of music. Even if you don't know that you will love that style of music, <laughs> you will. Um, yeah. We, Terrence, um, Simeon and the guys were out in 2019. Our park was under construction and the people that were there had a great time, but a lot of people struggled to get there due to the construction. And so we really wanted um, to give the community another opportunity to come out and see him. Um, His wife is his booking agent. And Cynthia said that Terrence had such a lovely time in Woonsocket that he would come back whenever we would have him. So we are having him again in in you know 2021 on july 30th um he just brings new orleans to the stage um you will probably get tossed a set of mardi gras beads while you were (laughs) there um you should bring whatever type of dancing shoes or flip-flops or bare feet you would like to have for the park 
Um, and it's, it's definitely going to, it's going to be fun. Um, and then we had worked a ton with Becky Bass. So okay. Becky Bass, and we hadn't worked with natural element yet. We have had a goal of bringing reggae music, um, to the series. It didn't, um, it, I wasn't able to make it work for a headliner this time. And so we were like, why not? Two-time award-winning um, Grammy Zydeco act with Rhode Island's premier reggae band. This seems like a, a good a good combo to me. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. And, and, you know, even with Terrence, like he's kind of bringing in a lot of different elements of, of funk and and some of those other sounds as well. He's, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun night and just even top-notch musicianship, you know, is, is there. And so excited for that one. He's the only headliner that I have witnessed that watches the entire opening act. So Terrence brings his own beach chair, his own like (laughs) reclining chair, and he sets it up right stage, right. And he will be there and he'll sit down. He's just a lover of music and he's going to watch the entire first set. Um, which is, I don't know, it's just like a very, he just loves music and is probably, you know, learning a lot from everyone he sees perform. But when we mm-hmm. think about connecting some of like Rhode Island's best with some of these touring musicians, you never know what can come out of, um, you know, being with a, a headliner of that caliber or what future gigs might happen yeah. across state lines um, because of those connections that are made. Yeah, so then we move into August. Can you talk about the show you have on the 6th? Sure. So it's our one night that we don't have any Rhode Islanders. Yeah, um, but so it's, never so mind. But we're bringing out, so our, our headliner is Isaiah Sharkey. Um, he is a Grammy award-winning jazz R&B performer. Mm-hmm. He's actually toured with John Mayer. Um, he's a guitar player. And I think is, I've heard of that guy. Is he? <laughs> right? he's, a, he's a good guitarist, right? He plays <laughs> so in the Grateful Dead or something. I don't know. But. <laughs> they bring you on there. Not a bad, not a bad scene. Um, yeah. And so he does. Um, our music is selected. We have like a committee that helps with all of these decisions. Um, mm-hmm. Community. Um, recommends acts to us and when the folks heard Isaiah they were like yes we've heard (laughs) we've had nothing like this on our stage yet and it's about time um that this music is is brought to is brought here so yeah um that will be cool and then um opening from him is Lisa Bello Lisa is like half in Brooklyn half in Boston um, she played as part of our mill race series. She actually was recommended to us by a local Rhode Islander. So she's like Rhode Island adjacent. Yeah. Um, and she does like a R and B soul funk sound. Um, and so I think it'll be a nice, a nice pairing to see the two of them. Yeah, totally. That sounds, sounds great. Yeah. Like broke it down at the end of her session with a French Prince of Bel Air, I don't know, <laughs> mashup um, yeah. that, you know, everyone does their own music, but it's sometimes you get a cover that everyone hey. remembers. Yeah. That she had everyone on the mill race patio up and dancing. So hopefully we'll see that again in the park. Yeah. Well, we'll let her know right now. I've got you on record. <laughs> be like, here's a little snippet from this interview of what you will be doing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we have a little poll, right? We can make recommendations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been a minute since I got to feel your sounds. I don't want to wake up till there's sunlight in your room. Don't want to feel emotions. I just want to feel you. Keep it in the moment. We go right. Till 
but yeah, following that on August 13th is a fantastic uh, gospel show uh, with Rev Seku, who is I don't know, just phenomenal. Um, just an incredibly engaging and incredibly soulful and um yeah, I just kind of want to know what he's bringing because I mean the stuff that I've kind of seen leading up to this, he's got like a ten-piece band, and it is like just an incredible performance. And and then obviously, you know, like one of the beloved musicians in Rhode Island, Kim Trusty, is will be playing as well. So, um, can you talk about that evening of music? So we were very fortunate this year to be funded, in addition for our Levitt funding, takes a lot more money to put all of this on. Mm -hmm. Um, So the New England Foundation for the Arts has funded five of our five performers. Um, Rev Seku was one of them and Kim Trustee was another Mm -hmm. one of them. And so this full evening um, is costing us a lot more than many of the other (laughs) evenings that we put on, but it's what has enabled us to have... um, two musicians or two groups of this caliber on our stage in one night. Mm-hmm. Um, Rev Seku is a liberation theologian. He is an author. He does speaking engagements. Um, if you catch his um, tiny desk, NPR tiny desk concert, you can get a sense of what he is all about. Um, but his music is really deeply rooted in like the African-American gospel tradition Um, He does a lot of songs of like protest and justice and um, his hope for what the world should be looking like. Um, Mm -hmm. And given our past year and given our history, we're to have him on our stage um, is going to, I think, be really good for our community and for Rhode Island um, in general. We usually... Uh, we've partnered really closely with St. James Baptist Church for several years, and they always say, Meg, bring us gospel music. And so this cool. is this is our, our gospel night. Um, and then in speaking with Kim, so Kim Trusty was part of our Miller Ace music series and our, our Love It series, um, and she has an entire new album of gospel music that she has recorded over the pandemic. Um, cool. And it's super hopeful um, and thoughtful and positive. Um, And so I think it might be the first time that she's performing that album, that album in full. Wow. Okay, cool. Sitting on this rooftop, floods are rushing by. Levy's overflowing, wondering if we're gonna die. No food or water, how sad are we today? Can you tell me, brothers and sisters, why no help is on the way? Guess we all don't count much to that cowboy, what a fool. Next thing they'll tell us, it's what Jesus said to do. Oh, they're talking in that White House. They don't care about poor folk like me and you. We ain't got much money, and we don't know what to do. If we were rich folk, be a rescue like you have never seen A people of color Don't count like the color green August 20th is uh, another returning star, A. Shawnee. Um, she is from uh, uh, the Dominican Republic, correct? But is now based in Providence. And she seems like she's blowing up. You know, like, uh, like, and and like a an amazing way. I mean, I I did catch her. What I think was it 2018 when she played, or yeah, I caught her set there. And I mean, it's fantastic then. But now, I mean, she's getting millions of views on YouTube for all of her videos, and is just uh, you know becoming a uh, Dominican salsa star. You know, and really uh, shows James's dedication to Levitt and how wonderful it is because we have knock on wood had 20 weeks without rain. Knock on wood because it's gonna happen this year. <laughs> but one of the weeks that it rained before the show started was in 2018. Yeah, did her performance. So to still, I think we delayed an hour or something. Yeah, so yeah, to show up that night. That is a big <laughs> the Rhode Island music scene right there. Yeah. 
Um, she is phenomenal. So I met Shawnee through an entire, like a nonprofit leadership thing in 2018. And I remember you had to present a nonprofit problem that you had to your group. And Shawnee was on my team. And I was like, I need to find a salsa singer. This is my nonprofit problem. Like, I can't imagine another, another group that was like another nonprofit organization. That's like, my issue is I need to find a salsa. <laughs> that yeah. is, usually it's like, oh, I want for people to be more dedicated in the workplace or I need more funding. And I was like, no, I need a salsa musician. Well, lo and behold, Shawnee is working for a nonprofit, was in this like leadership development group with me. And she sends me after the fact, a link to this woman, a Shawnee performing on stage in this stunning red dress with her hair all made up. And lo and behold, they're this, they're the same people. And yeah. so Shawnee is one of my, my dear Rhode Island friends. Um, she grew up in the DR till she was about eight and now lives in Providence. Um, she has, uh, I, I think the folks at Poder and, and Latina, you know, really picked up on her sound. Mm-hmm. And so she travels back to the DR several times a year and does performances to sell out crowds. Um, she just released a couple of new singles. There's one, Mi Vida Es Shula, which is like, my life is good, which I swear, listen to it. It will get stuck in your head in, in the best of ways. It's like exactly what you want to have humming in the background. Yeah. Um, and then she has another song that's on the top of the, of the salsa um, charts in the DR right now. And so um, it'll be great. She has strong ties to Winsocket. She used to work at the Winsocket shelter. And so it's like a little homecoming. Um, yeah have her on our on our stage yeah and why not mix salsa with jazz yeah yeah michelle cruz uh like an award-winning female jazz singer will be playing as well so it's going to be a night of great great women-led music which Mm -hmm. is awesome um, so Michelle, this will be her first time on our stage. We don't know yet what her band will look like or exactly what she will be singing, but she said, mark me down. I'll cool. be funny. Um, Michelle also works for Trinity Rep. And so we had met again. Oh, okay. Out of things. Um, and it's just great to see how many musicians are out there, you know, making things work, working different different gigs, um, and then doing their music at nighttime. So, yeah, okay. yeah. Nice to have her with us. I'm sorry for you, lo siento. And yeah, I mean, even moving on from there, there's uh, another uh, great headliner with some Rhode Island ties the next week, which August 27th will be Marielle Kraft. Is that how you pronounce her name? I feel like I should have done I more mean, research yeah, on that. Absolutely. But, Marielle Kraft. Uh, we got it. <laughs> I, I research by music and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't remember how to, you know. So for everyone out there, my name is James to me, you know, <laughs> Marielle, if he's saying your name wrong, you can call James yeah. and let him know. Yeah. I'll be at the show. Be like, that's the guy, you know? <laughs> so I think you pronounced it perfectly. All right, cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems that she's been, you know, making some moves and, uh, you know, originally from East Greenwich, but is, was in Nashville and maybe now Philly now. And, um, you know, doing some interesting you know, yeah, went to the University of Delaware. Um, a lot of her music, it like takes me back to my college days. Okay. She like her the content of her songs. If you um, were a girl going through college, you might really relate very well to the things that Marielle sings about. Uh, but regardless of your age or your gender or whether or not you went to college, um, her music is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has a pop vibe to it, um, and it's it's just enjoyable to listen to. So I'm claiming Marielle is a Rhode Islander due to her her strong East Greenwich ties. So. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> cool. And then who else is on that? Uh, that said, it's or that, that show. So opening um, for Marielle is Leroy Street. Leroy awesome. did a stint on um, a radio station in Woonsocket, and so he has a lot of fans. Um, mm-hmm. And he has an original album of hip hop music called Buddy. Um, that he'll he did like a one time like intermission performance of one song for us and everybody was on their feet having a great time <laughs> back for a full a full 45 minute set this year cool that's awesome yeah so hip-hop and pop why not there you go mother couldn't help was going through tribulations so they will be with me i'm the only one they was facing and as time went on we developed the bone i realized they were a gift and not a burden or storm i told them i will protect to the day that i can't told them i got their hearts if it slip out their hands and hell no it wasn't easy it was difficult believe me but i fell in love with them and then with me it's crazy i ain't never felt this before they scream my name when I come through the door And I ain't never felt this before I love them like I never loved before And I ain't never felt this before They scream my name when I come through You the took a week off after that. It was I a break. <laughs> uh, it's a so holiday we- weekend, so we'll <laughs> skip September 3rd. It's also the weekend of Rhythm and Roots if anyone wants to head down to Ninigret Park. Um, but mm-hmm. we'll take we'll you we'll take a little week off and then we'll be back on September 10th. Yeah, and but you're coming back with a, a big one on September 10th with Adam Ezra Group and uh, Mark Cutler. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a an amazing show. Um, can you talk a little bit more about Adam and his band and? Sure. So it feels weird having like an opening and a headlining group that week, as you know. Mark Cutler and the Men of Great Courage are such esteemed Rhode Island musicians. (laughs) Um, And so let me talk a little bit about Adam and then we'll we'll talk about Mark. And so Adam Ezra Group, we actually had Adam booked to perform like a listening room show on March 16th, 2020. Um, We were doing it inside our Mill Race event space. It was going to be like a fundraiser for our youth program. And of course, like we all know what happened in March of 2020, but Mm -hmm. I think we first show that got canceled. And so looking ahead at 2021, he was someone that we definitely wanted to include um, in our lineup. Adam, the Adam Ezra group was actually the, I spoke before about how um, I haven't booked a band since college. Well, in college, I booked um, the drummer from Dispatch, Bradigan, was a musician that I booked for something that we were doing on campus. Yeah. we got this call from these people in Boston that were like, Hey, you're booking Brad again. Do you have an opener? We would like to open for him. And I was like, I have no money. They're like, no, no, no. We're just going to drive from Boston to Pennsylvania. And we're going to open from, for this guy. I was like, okay. Happened to be Adam <laughs> Ezra, his group. And we're talking, it was like 2007 then. Uh-huh. Um, and they were absolutely phenomenal. And now we have like, 14 years later, they're also going to be phenomenal. Um, Adam's music is really about, it's like very uplifting, uh, has a positive message. I think I'm calling it Americana, country, folk, whatever you want to call it in there. It has Mm -hmm. a a really gritty voice um, and then will occasionally um, throw a like Beatles acoustic song in at the end and have everybody up and singing. Yeah, yeah each other's company um the group has actually performed every day of the pandemic or he and sometimes the group has performed a live stream every day of the pandemic so they're at like 474 performances together at 7 p.m they call it the gathering um and they'll be recording live a gathering at this concert and so okay there will get to be part of this larger community um, that listens to the group on a, on a regular basis. That's cool. And see, I learned something, Meg. I had no idea that in all my years of touring and playing in a band, I could just call up someone and say, Hey, I'm playing this show. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know that? Um, no, I'm coming down. I've, I'm just, I'm driving down and I'm going to open up 
for this band, you know? <laughs> and they're like, all right. I'm, you know? <laughs> I'm all about compensating musicians. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't feel great about the scenario. I think we like, we did really well with our ticket sales that night. So I could at least give them money to drive <laughs> yeah. back to Austin from Philly. Like the, the GW or the Tappan Z become expensive. Yeah, yeah uh, it's just, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's one way cool. you got a forever yeah. fan from me. That's so. cool. Um, Very kind. Um, and so with with the Adam Ezra group, we have Mark Cutler and the Men of Great Courage who will be kicking things off that night. We have tried to have Mark on our stage 2018, 2019, and for different health reasons, we weren't able to mm-hmm. make that work. And so we are, I mean, I am stoked um, yes. yeah. to have him and the guys um, whatever date we could fit him in, we were getting, we were getting him on our stage. And so I think it's going to work out really well, um, really well on September 10th to have both of those groups performing together. Yeah. I mean, Mark is phenomenal people that, you know, most likely know, but if you don't, he's a, you know, singer from the schemers and the rain dogs and, you know, a, a inductee into the Rhode Island music hall of fame as well. And just a fantastic, fantastic songwriter and musician and yeah it's a good pairing that you have there on that night um you're talking about rhode islanders who um write and perform their own original tunes it's like a sin that we got this far without having mark on our on our stage and so it'll be great to have him great to have him there this year yeah yeah But to cap it off, I mean, talk about another great pairing. I'm just, uh, you know, excited for the show that you have on September 17th uh, with uh, CD Maiga and Chachi Carvalho. I mean, I, I have a feeling that there might be some crossover uh, crossover <laughs> performances going on. And um, yeah, I mean, that's a, a great, I mean just looking at the series is, is phenomenal, but just, you've kind of bookended it with some incredible, uh, high impact energy shows, you know, obviously with Terrence and, and a lot of other people in between, but you know, just, uh, what, what Chachi brings is, I mean, guys are legends, you know, and, and, uh, um, yeah. So can you talk about, uh, that evening of music and what people can expect since I was so ambiguous with it other than that? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you got to start off strong and you have to end equally, if not stronger. And so this is another night that's been funded uh, by NEFA, by the New England Foundation on the Arts, which is, again, why we get to have such an incredible pairing of musicians um, in one evening because my budget isn't that big otherwise. And so CD has performed on our stage. This will actually be his third consecutive year. Um, performing on our Big Levitt amp stage in River Island Art Park. Um, he is a world-renowned djembe um, performer. Mm-hmm. He's originally from Mali, West Africa. Um, he brings, I mean, we talk about how Zydeco is universally appealing music. I think that gem. Jambala, I don't know, I need him to pronounce it because I can't do it as well. But when you're playing a djembe, that's also like everyone's going to love that music. It is a blast. And so he and his band Aphromanding will be on um, on our stage. He is super interactive. And so I think we have Mm -hmm. to build him a set of stairs so that he could get from the stage Uh, into the audience. Um, (laughs) It'll be interesting. Hopefully we're all very healthy come September 17th, because um, I think I got to drum on his, on his drum once or twice. Um, Like there was definitely a grandma next to me that was drumming on his drum, a little kid. Um, And so it's very, definitely very interactive. Um, both CD and Chachi as part of their grant funding were also funded to work with our youth program at NeighborWorks. And so oh, fantastic. prior to their performance sometime that week, um, we, we have a comprehensive youth program for kindergartners through 12th graders. And so I think 
Chachi is working with the middle school and high school kids in CDs with the K through fifth graders. And so they're going to be working with the youth, teaching them a little bit about their style of music, Mm -hmm. um, along with like what it means to follow your dreams and get to do what you've wanted to do um, all of your life and be on stage and perform. And so um, it'll be great to see the youth participation or excitement as they're seeing someone on stage that they just, you know, learned from and interacted with leading Mm -hmm. up to it. Um, CD also brings he like incredible dancers. Everyone on stage is in like a stunning outfit um, that is connected to the the style of West African drumming that they're doing. Um, its whole family comes out. It is a good it's a good time in socket. <laughs> and then opening or heads starting off the night, I would like to say we'll have um, Chachi Cavallo and his international players. Um, Chachi was on stage. In 2019, um, focusing predominantly on his hip hop performance, um, Chachi is super acclaimed, you know, Rhode Island musician and educator. Um, and so it'll be, I mean, this is just like a very Rhode Island night of music to mix um, Chachi with CD and to get to see them in in one place at the at the same time. And so. Um, I think it's going to be a great way to close out our, our full season. Yeah. I mean, it's just super wonderful what you've done with, with regards to, you know, pulling in this, this music that is just, you know, great for, great for families. Uh, you know, it, it's, I didn't know about the the educational piece that you just brought up and that's uh, something that that's also just a, a really cool thing to hear and, and just how this stuff can extend beyond just the 45 minutes that a band's on stage or an hour that someone's on stage or, or even just these 10 weeks, you know, that it really is about exposing people, exposing families and, and, and young children to as many styles of music as possible. Showtime. Yo, nevertheless, I'm one of the best. If you step or hate, I suggest put it to rest. Uh, I'm rolling out and rolling in dough with zest, hitting hard. Inhale and feel it in your chest. I'm coming from a small estate Into my incline and grind I shine and left the fake behind You don't gotta show me love People push your ego like mobile Where they at? I'm in the middle of the club Two-stepping with my grandma and day My shiny new weapon And when you hear the crowd roar It ain't cause I'm holding up a gun It's a quarter sure I'm known to get the crowd hype First I gotta ask the sound man Do my mic sound nice, yo Do my mic sound nice, yeah Wow, do my mic sound nice, What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? You know, just as a reminder for everyone that this event runs Friday nights, starts at six o'clock, River Island Art Park in downtown Woonsocket. Um, where can people park? Great question. All Luckily, right. <laughs> in Woonsocket, unlike some other cities, there are tons of public parking lots. Yeah. Um, you just might need to walk like a few hundred yards to get to the park from there. Yeah. So right behind, there's a um, a coffee shop called the Coffee Connection. Behind, if you put that in your GPS, behind there, there's a public parking lot. Um, and then on Main Street, across the street from City Hall, um, and across the street from some of the other businesses, there's there's parking there as well. Um, so there's, I promise that there are plenty of spots to put your mm-hmm. car. Um, we're also right on a Ripta bus route. So if you feel inspired, um, and particularly environmental, you can hop on the bus and it will drop you right off, um, right off in front of the park, which is nice for those That's of cool. you who are parking down the street. We have part of the mission of the series was also to support our downtown businesses. Um, so anyone who shows up to the park with a receipt from a Winsocket business um, get to be entered into a raffle um, to win a $50 gift card to a restaurant or whatever the the, the gift is for that week. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things, one of the things that we're encouraging. Um, but yeah, there, you'll be able to find parking up rounds. Yeah, but that's cool. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, you know, some definitely some cool stuff to check out, you know, get there as early as you can. I mean, um, depending on your schedules these days, but yeah, get down early. Um, It's also pretty easy to get to by bike as well. So if you're on a bike up, Blackstone River Bikeway will take you 
there as well. So a lot of great ways to get there and enjoy some world-class music, you know? So, um, where can people find more information and, uh, you know, social media handles and website and stuff like that? So we are on Facebook and Instagram at Levitt Amp One Socket, um, L-E-V-I-T-T-A-M-P One Socket. Um, and that will have the most up-to-date information if there's a weather delay um, or if we're moving. I don't know if we'll move indoors, but whatever will happen <laughs> in case of weather, we'll announce it on those places. Um, and then we also have, we use the NeighborWorks BRV um, website to to keep a full list of the series, but I'd recommend either the Instagram or the Facebook page are probably great places, great places to go for that info. Cool. Well, is there anything that I forgot to bring up that you'd wanted to mention about the series? Um, I pulled some numbers because I thought that they were interesting and my grant writing self likes to know the data. Um, yeah, and so yeah. this year, this year we're actually investing um, $19,500 into the Rhode Island music scene specifically, um, between cool. our, um, the musicians that we have with us, the Rhode Island based musicians that we have with us. Um, we're also really fortunate. We work with Marlon Carey, AKA infinite the ghost, who is our MC every week. Yeah. Um, he has strong ties to one socket and currently lives in, in Providence, but he's there to make a really entertaining, you know, announcements and keep everyone involved in what's happening on stage. Um, and so it was another conscious decision to, to expand the art. So we have our music and then we also have Marlon's known for his spoken word poetry and other art. And he'll incorporate some of that into his, into his emceeing. Um, but we'll hire 14 musicians plus our poet. Um, and it's a $19,500 investment into our Rhode Island music economy. Yeah. Well, thank you. Not bad, right? Yeah, no, that's great. (laughs) And I mean, it's needed. Um, I know in years past, you've connected with uh, a radio station in in Woonsocket. Will you be doing that again to, to broadcast as well? Yes, yes. So we're very fortunate that WOON, their 1240 AM or 99.5 FM uh, Dave Richards is the owner there. And he was, before we believed in ourselves. I think Dave believed in us. And so mm-hmm. he comes out with his Owen radio truck every week and he live airs it over the radio, but he also um, video records it and you can see it, um, I think, over their Facebook page and over their website. So I challenge everybody listening to come out to the park, but in the event oh, yeah. you're not able to make it on a Friday night, um, Dave and the radio station are so wonderful um, to give us all an alternative option to get to listen to it live and hear everything that's happening. Um, and also you can, you know, see everything that's happening if you log on to their website or their Facebook page. Cool. Yeah, it takes, it has been, it has taken a full partnership of people across Woonsocket to make this happen from the radio station. Autumn Fest donates, lets us use their stage every year. That's how we have a stage for the musicians to go on. Um, The downtown Woonsocket Collaborative um, really gets the local businesses involved. Mm -hmm. Um, This year, Christopher's Restaurant, which is located right across the street from the park, they're actually cooking the meals for the bands and the volunteers every week. So it's, um, it's definitely, there's different groups like Rotary is coming out to volunteer a night, takes a bunch of people to move that many people around and keep that many people involved. Um, So we're just really fortunate to have like such a circle of support in the city, you know, setting up the park and making, you know, everything function. They ran Mm -hmm. electricity so that we were able to um, even have a stage located in that in that setup. Um, it's just a, it's a wonderful community effort that happens to Mm -hmm. pull this together. Um, and we're so fortunate to have so many Rhode Island based bands that are like, hell yeah, I'm going to come out. I want (laughs) to be on that stage. This is something that we want to, we want to be a part of. And so we're super grateful to the, I mean, this would be nothing without the music community. And so Mm -hmm. we're super grateful, um, for, you know, them, their dedication and, 
willingness to to take the trick the trip to Woonsocket because um, <laughs> you, you know they it you know they are Rhode Islanders so, so you know <laughs> like um, but uh, yeah well Meg thank you so much for your your time and and you know all that you're doing I mean you just kind of just in the last few sentences kind of put a little spotlight on on some of the all the work that goes into this that it is a lot more than just showing up on a Friday night that it takes, you know, months, year of, of planning and a lot of uh, behind the scenes. So like truly thank you for all that you're doing and thank you for your support of Rhode Island music and just your attention to like highlighting all of this amazing music that's coming from our States and, and giving them a stage to play on and, and, and directly supporting them. So uh, just thank you for that. And everyone, please show up to Levitt Amp in Woonsocket, July 9th through September 17th, uh, every Friday night. And uh, it's going to be a good time. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Meg. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for spreading the word, James. We really appreciate it. And thanks for all you do for the Woonsocket music scene. I mean, it's phenomenal. Thank you. Cool. Well, thank you so much. See everybody in the park. Yeah. (laughs) 